Welcome to another edition of Bills from Afar podcast. So you're with me at the moment, Tim Rudge. My co-host Charlie is with me too. We have carried out uh, interviews with three of our AFC East rivals, uh, fans from the UK. So we're going behind enemy lines and we just wanted to kind of gauge where they're at before the season starts, just what their expectations are, what what they expect uh, the success to look like this season, breakout candidates, all this kind of good stuff. So it's just a very candid, uh, laid-back conversation with uh, the three uh, UK uh, fans from the AFC East rivals. So yeah, here we go. So welcome back, and I'm here to introduce Olivia, who's a UK Jets fan. Hi, Olivia. Thanks for joining. Hi, thank you for having me. No worries. Good stuff. So just tell us about how you became a Jets fan. So um, obviously the Jets and the UK scene, um, it'd be good just to introduce that, really. Uh, just say, yes, how you became a Jets fan and kind of what what the, um, you know, the, uh, be, being a Jets fan's like in, in the UK as well and the, the UK Jets scene. Yeah, of course. So um, a bit about me is that I casually started watching the NFL round about 2015. Yeah. And it started off how most fans do, kind of looking up um, games in the sky and just casually following it. But I actually do have family over in America. So mm-hmm. my sister lives there and she is married to an American and he actually played uh, college football at Syracuse. So maybe a bit of connection there between uh, like New York State to your listeners. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he played college football there and he's from New Jersey. So he kind of introduced me a bit more to the uh, game of American football and he's a Jets fan. So it only felt right that I became a Jets fan as well. <laughs> a decision that uh, may not have been the brightest at the time, but uh, <laughs> not one I regret yet. But, uh, but no, after that, I kind of just fell in love with the game and... Um, I'll give a shout out to Seb, who founded the UK uh, New York Jets Twitter page. And I reached out to him. I wanted to help with the Twitter. I wanted to help get a WhatsApp group started. Just so there was a community for the for supporters of the Jets in the UK to talk, have game day conversations, draft, fancy, that sort of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, I jumped on board and it went from strength to strength. And now the Jets have an official... Uh, presence in the UK they have an official Twitter account and it's just kind of exploded in the past year or so and luckily we've been a big part of that um so yeah hopefully it just keeps going uh yeah. Jets and you know the uh well just the NFL in the UK in general and I think Jets are a big part of that for the minute yeah, no, absolutely. Like, um, do you um, have anything to do with like the actual official, um, like Jets UK? Like, they've got the page and they've got, I don't know what they call it in the NFL, but they've got certain, like, isn't it like marketing rights or yeah. you know, they've got certain like privileges and certain areas, like territories and stuff? Like, do you, do you have anything to do with like the Jets official like, organization because of that? Or we do actually. So, for years, we have been trying to reach out to the Jets to make our partnership a bit more official and there was a bit of pushback on that initially and we think it's because of the marketing rights and that's just been introduced I think it was uh, 2021 so um, as soon as that got announced they they reached out to us they follow us on Twitter and it's very much a partnership from our side so we helped for example with the launch of the recent website for uh, the Jets in the UK and we do work with them on a, a few a few projects which is really nice because it's 
it's official now. Like we do feel more close to the team. And I think, you know, as a fan, you can't really ask for much more and to be a part of that to suggest to approach us. Uh, we feel really honoured and privileged. So, yeah, it's early days. It is early days. And on the back of the Jeff game in London last year, we're just trying to build on it and just try to make things a bit more formal in the UK. Yeah, so yeah, I was going to say that's what sprang to my mind was like just that inclusivity um, from mm. you know being able to collaborate on, on as you say a certain couple of projects and that type of thing. That's really good. In terms of like um, us in the UK bills, we've got two bills backers bars, uh, one in Manchester, one in London. Um, do you have anything like that for the Jets? We don't have the we don't at the minute. However, we have just announced our meetup for this year. So initially, we've got a huge northern meetup in Leeds, um, uh, so in the city centre, and we've had a really big response to that. So this is the, actually it's not the first time; it's the second time we've created this uh, like meetup, like physical meetup. Um, yeah. So we did one before the uh, Jets game last year in London, but now we just want to like, really build on this. So we've got one in Leeds, and that is the twentieth of November again. The Patriots of all teams. And we've just announced one in September, uh, yeah, in September, and that's in London. Um, and that's for our third game of the season against the Bengals. So we are starting to move into that kind of events management sort of thing. We don't like to call it that because it's really casual. But, uh, but yeah, obviously, as we continue to grow and as uh, like our page becomes a bit more formalised and you now that COVID's kind of over, um, we really want to push on and have something similar to what the bill backers the bills backers do because yeah. I've seen it myself it looks great the event looks fantastic and obviously we're just in, we're just trying to aspire to you know get as many Jets fans as we can together <laughs> yeah no, that's that's brilliant that's 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 fantastic so just moving on then so um just talking about um, the off-season then, really. Like, how did you feel the Jets' off-season went? Like, free agency, the draft. I know that um, me and Charlie uh, were pretty high on, like, the Jets' draft. And um, I think uh, Joe Douglas, I think, like, over his... Well, he's had three draft classes now. I, I feel like at least the last two I've been really high on. So, I feel like you've got a lot of, like, a good foundation of youth there. Like, how do you feel just the Jets' off-season went? Yeah, I mean, I'm cautiously optimistic. I think you can never be too overly optimistic with the Jets. Um, on paper, we've addressed our serious problem areas. So at cornerback, we went and got uh, DJ Reed, um, who at the Seahawks last season, and obviously Sark Gardner, um, excellent player. Uh, I think that was pretty much a consensus pre-draft. So for him to be at the Jets in a, what was a very problematic area last season, that's a massive boost. Um, Whitehead at safety again. Our, you know, our secondary was really bad. Our defense overall was really bad last season. So you can see, and I'm glad that Douglas and Salah um, did spend a lot of money and did spend draft capital to do was an area that was needed. But equally so with offense, I mean, everything pretty much needed improvement. So uh, grabbing Garrett Wilson, you know, a lot of people's uh, wide receiver one. Again, he'll just help Zach Wilson or whoever is quarterback and I'm sure we'll get onto that uh, later on. It'll just help him 10 times, it'll help the team push the ball. But 
Joe Douglas is known for attack of the trenches as well. So Tomlinson at guard, that was crucial. We need to show that all line. Um, and then on the other side, Jermaine Johnson at edge, you know, to come away from the draft with three first rounders, that was fantastic. Again, I just want to kind of disclaimer, this is all on paper. I'm not getting arrogant. I'm not getting ahead of myself. It's just I think it I think like you said at the beginning that you thought it was a great draft and I feel like that was again a consensus view. So I'm feeling really good about the draft. I think we spent money in free agency and we really attacked out uh, where we needed to improve. Tight end was another position with Conklin, uh Uzama and Rookit in the draft. I think We've really building a team that's emphasis on youth, emphasis emphasis on development, and obviously we need that to come true and to you know to show on the field. But that's a massive if. And, but yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling good as we stand now in terms of new faces and players that we've brought in. Yeah, yeah. certainly. Tim and I were very high on a number of the players that you drafted. I mean. Garrett Wilson, I think, speaks for himself, but I mean, a lot of people would have loved Source Gardner at the Bills. Um, and we also had an issue with, with our second cornerback position. And then um, yeah, Brees Hall was mocked a lot to the Bills, actually. Um, mm. Yeah, so, I was going to mention that. Yeah, yeah completely think, forgot, yeah. Yeah, a talented guy. And um, yeah, you know, a lot of other Bills fans were very keen on him. So I think... Yeah, I was ahead, just going to say that uh, Gat Wilson, he was my wide receiver one, and I had like a pro comp to a player that we always see as as uh, as Bills fans, as, as Stefan Diggs. I kind of saw that element of, you know, especially in zone coverage, he's able to find the uh, open areas of the field and yeah, he's got rack ability and, you know, he's got that twitchiness to his game. I did like him on film. He uh, popped a lot. So I think he will be a really good player for Zach Wilson whenever he's uh, back and uh, able to play quarterback for you guys. Um, I was going to say, watching the uh, game against the Eagles, um, the preseason win over the weekend, I thought that be especially up front for the defence, the edge, the interior defensive lineman that you guys have. Like, I was pretty impressed. I know that you've got a good, you know, level of depth there. You know, you've got Sheldon Rankins and obviously uh, Quinn and Williams and loads of, like, just just bodies at that position. I feel like just that consistent like pressure on the quarterback, that'll probably keep you in games and probably will give you a couple of extra wins at least this season. So, um, yeah, I think it looks really positive there. But, uh, yeah, obviously, we go into uh, the season and there's questions about Zach Wilson. I was just going to quickly ask, like, what was your initial reaction to that injury? Like, were, were, you, were you watching the game live? Because I think it was quite late for us in the UK, wasn't it? Um, it was, yeah. I wasn't watching it live, but yeah. Um, <laughs> what was your reaction when you looked at Twitter um, the following morning? Yeah, I kind of looked at the group chat and it just got insane. And um, it was hard to kind of get your head around it because a lot of people said torn ACL straight away, and obviously that's not good news. Um, but then uh, one of our most reliable uh, beat writers was kind of saying, like, hold your horses, we don't know what it is yet. And obviously it came out over the weekend that it's uh, two to four weeks, which is, you know, the biggest bullet dodged. <laughs> but um, he's still having surgery, according to Robert Salah, and we'll, ha- and we'll know a more accurate timeline of his injury. So that's exactly, that's, you know, it's not great pre-season prep, especially for a quarterback entering year two. Um, but I'm just... As of now, I'm just glad it's not season-ending because ultimately yeah. it'll be a big, big year. We need to know whether 
he is the guy not and I'm sure we'll go on to that again as the questions go on but yeah it was my initial reaction was oh why can't the Jets have nice things we just <laughs> it all just always goes wrong the look not never goes your way does it really no indeed absolutely nothing yeah. and it's just like it's just enough especially what happened with Beckton it's just yeah yeah it's just like Second what, what, what do we have to do uh, yeah. It's devastating. But did you did you um, see him in um, in London uh, this last season? Did you we were at that game? Yes, I was. Um, pretty cool game to attend. But yeah. it was nice. It was nice after the pandemic to be able to watch football, and especially being your team. So it was terrible, but nice at the same time. <laughs> I mean, Tim and Tim and I were there as well, and you know, obviously, one of the things we were interested in is just seeing how the Jets matched up, and you know, obviously, it wasn't a great day for, for Zach Wilson. But I was just interested in how you felt about him generally. Uh, I mean, obviously, there's some talent there, but um, you know, it's probably been there's been a bit of not a lot of talent around him at times, um, mm-hmm. and also, you know, there's been times where his decision making hasn't always looked the best. What, what's your sense? I mean, do you see? Do you think he's the answer that he's heading in the right direction? Is the jury still out? What's the sort of the feeling across uh, the sort of Jets uh, fan group about, about Zay Wilson? Um, I think overall, cautiously optimistic. I think my personal philosophy is that rookie years should be taken with a massive pinch of salt. And obviously, you guys will know Josh Allen, even though he's a massive um, outlier. Uh, it's you've got to put context to rookie years and you've got to look at certainly the team that is around the QB. I think that just, uh, I think even now it's underestimated how important team building is in the NFL. Yeah. I think that after his injury, which he had at Buffalo, he came back much, much improved. Um, his turn- turnovers went down. His decision-making uh, was much better. He was making sensible throws. Hero ball was torn down a bit. It was just a shame because as he got better, uh, the team was decimated with injuries, so you still didn't have that supporting cast. Yeah. And that's just the story for Jets for the past five years. It's just... We, we, and, yeah. we, we certainly saw the same, well, similar things with Josh Allen. I mean, yeah. we didn't have an offensive line in his first year. In fact, mm. I don't think the intention really was that Josh Allen was even going to play that year, but there was a, there's the other quarterbacks yeah. on the, in that room were so bad that he was, we were kind of forced into it. Um, and the, the two things we found is, well, we didn't, have any, we didn't have an offensive line and we didn't have anyone for him to throw to. And, um, you know, it, it, I think... It's quite big things, isn't it? Yeah, it's a fairly big thing. But yeah. if, you think, yeah. if, you've got a, if you've got a relatively high draft pick, you know, you're not necessarily the most talented team and certainly not that first year that you draft that quarterback and um what we found was that we saw the flashes of brilliance but we also saw the the nightmare stuff as well and Mm -hmm. i I suspect you're seeing something similar but as long as you can see the flashes of brilliance and you've got consistent coaching staff that seem to be making sensible decisions in the draft and free agency then you can kind of feel a little bit better like okay i can see we're building towards something even if in the short term it's going to be me tough i mean i think that you know you mentioned the patriots game i think you've got a good chance of being the patriots this year because they're in a mess (laughs) they're in an absolute mess We've talked about, haven't we, Charlie? Like I've even, I've done like um, way too early season predictions. We've got to do that again uh, before the season. But when I done it, I actually had the Jets having more wins than the Patriots, but only about one or two. But uh, yeah, I, I had think Jets uh, about seven wins, and I think Patriots at six, which is I feel like it's a little bit too too low. We, we might be wishful thinking it. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's how I actually yeah. had it. And I said before I actually done that, like I think that could happen. Like Jets could have a couple of games, you know, they could they could be slightly 
higher than than Patriots. So you never know; it could happen. So how do you how do you feel, Olivia, that in terms of the Jets matching up against the Bills? I mean, you see us twice a season. You know, you can see our strengths and weaknesses as well. Um, do you have sort of any sense that you can, I mean, I always feel that the Jets games can be quite frustrating because the teams know each other so well that even if there's a talent gap, it doesn't necessarily mean it's a sort of comfortable game, but what's your take on that? How do you think they'll match up this season? Um, they won't. <laughs> to put it simply, uh, you know, the, the depth and talent that the Bills have, um, the way they've built the team, um, the coaching, it just worlds apart. Um I always find it interesting with the Bills because I always go back to the 2018 draft and that was kind of, and I, whenever I think about it, it was a very sliding doors moment. Um, it was like both teams weren't in the greatest positions um, and they could have went one way or the other and they did. The Bills went uh, this, you know, obviously picked a absolutely amazing quarterback and surrounded him with amazing talent and you know, got the coaching decisions right. And the Jets just did everything but the opposite. <laughs> well, yeah. everything the opposite. And um, so I always think of that moment that was true, like, turning point. I think there's obviously a very, very strong argument that the Bills are the best team in the NFL, I think. It's um, weird for us to hear that, I have to be honest. <laughs> I know, I know. When <laughs> we, I was we keep seeing the, these uh, kind of favourite tags, and it's like, whoa, this is yeah. not normal for us. Yeah, it's interesting. Sorry, go on. No, no, you go ahead, Olivia. I was just going to say it's very interesting for the Bills this year because I think even last year and the year before, even though people could see how good Josh Allen was, they still were never favourites, if you get what I mean. I mean, no, yeah. no disrespect by that. No, no. They were always up there, but they, no one really kind of had them as Super Bowl champions over the Chiefs, for example. But now I think they're quite firm favourites, especially with... Uh, Tyreek going to the Dolphins so I wonder how the Bills live up to that um, yeah, it's it'd be interesting. interesting to watch that play out yeah yeah. I mean obviously KC has been our sort of uh, kryptonite for a couple of seasons yeah. now I mean the first you know the championship game two seasons ago we really didn't um, we just really outmatched compete. Outplayed, we, you know, we were outmatched and, yeah. but I think the, the team did learn the lessons and we beat them you know in the regular season last year and quite comfortably honestly and then you know obviously everybody knows what happened in the playoffs um uh, but I think the encouraging thing was in the, in the high pressure moments that Josh Allen was everything that we wanted him mm-hmm. to be. And that, you know, we, we probably lost that game based on coaching decision, based, to be honest. But yeah, it's, it's a weird time for us, certainly. Um, and, you know, we look at the division and we can tell the Jets are getting better. We can tell that the Dolphins are getting better. I think that the Patriots have got a lot worse. I don't, can't think one area of their roster that they're actually stronger and they've got the, the coaching uh, difference. So I think that, that, set, that third place might be up for grabs. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see how it plays out. You can never count out Bill Belichick, but just on paper, that, that team looks pretty poor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just looking ahead to this season then, like, um, do you have a one, a one breakout candidate that we need to keep our eye on this season? So this could be anything from like a fringe roster player that actually becomes a starter or a starter that becomes a superstar. Like, is there anyone that, you know, you're really high on entering the season that you think, you know, we're going to know about by the end of the season? I'm going to go with Elijah Miller. So um, we picked him at the top of the second round in the 2021 draft. And for, like, again, with context, he had a he had a good year last season um, uh, with the change in quarterbacks and the injuries that not only he suffered, but the team suffered. It was difficult for the Jets' offense, and 
even through all that, it was his rookie year, he got five touchdowns, which his stats don't massively jump out from last season, but just for the eye test, he's, you know, he's well running, brilliant. He's, uh, he's an athlete. Um, his intelligence is for a wide receiver is fantastic. He's got the personality, he's got the character traits that uh, Robert Salah really, you know, respects and wants from his team. And all the noise from preseason, uh, you know, again, disclaimer, I don't like to listen to preseason. I think a lot of it is either hype or clickbait, um, just because there's nothing else going on. But he really seems to be a wide receiver one. And we've actually got a little bit of depth at wide receiver this year, in like in theory, <laughs> you know, with Corey Davis, Garrett Wilson, uh, re-signed Braxton Berrio. So hopefully with a little bit of talent, he'll be able to get more targets because the uh, the ball be spread around a little bit more and I think he'll really put the NFL on notice and that importantly I don't think it matters who will be uh, thrown to him I think whether it's Wilson, whether it's Flacco, whether it's the god Mike White <laughs> <laughs> um, I think he'll do brilliantly as long as he stays in 3-3 just a quick question on that wide receiver depth. I mean, one guy that you don't have this year is Jameson Crowder. Uh, he's come to the mm. Bills, and there's a lot of debate in the Bills at the moment with regard to if he's going to be our starting slot, or we have actually a couple of other options as well. What was your t- what's your take on Jameson Crowder? You think he's a, a talented guy? I mean, um, you've obviously watched him a lot more than we have. Yeah. So for the time he was at the Jets, he was um, probably our most consistent. And to be fair, there's an argument that he was our best. Just wide receiver weren't exactly blessed with talent at that position but I've got nothing but positive things to say about uh, Crowder to be honest again he's consistent um, is he the most talented wide receiver in the world no um, but he'll put in the graft uh, as slot receiver he was reliable um, he was pretty much always on the field as well and um, he uh, reworked his contract uh, last season as well um, to free up a bit more uh, cap space and just to give Joe Douglas a bit of breathing room uh, with the view to that he goes and signs um, with a new team so in the past off-season. And I think it just shows that he was a team player, essentially. Um, from what the parts have said, he's got a great personality. And you know, there's part of me that wishes him, you know, there's a big part of me that wishes him the best because he does deserve to go and get a ring. Um but a little bit part of me is a bit good he went to the Bills <laughs> for obvious reasons. But no, I think it's an upgrade uh, for the Bills, a sneaky upgrade as well, which is a bit, they're the worst when they're clever, when it's an intelligent upgrade. Um, and I think he'll do well. And um, again, his character's brilliant. He'll fit in with the locker room. So yeah, I think good move, good move by the Bills. That sounds good. Just quickly before we go on to the next question, just about Elijah Moore. Am I right in thinking that he had most of his production last season um, with Joe Flacco and Mike White? It wasn't, I don't think it was Zach Wilson. From what I've listened to on fantasy podcasts, still saying he had his production without Zach Wilson. So it'll be interesting, obviously, um, with a bit more time together, you know, prior to that injury, if they actually build more of a rapport and, uh, you know, we see more production from Elijah Moore. Is that right? Yeah. I think that is right. I think it was less that there was no chemistry between them and more that I think the injuries that both parties had um, didn't overlap. 
So uh, when Zach was healthy, Elijah wasn't. So I don't think they played a ton of games together. Um, I think I'd have to look that up, uh, to be honest. From memory, they didn't. Um, Because you just think then you get, you know, him a better quarterback thrown to him and that's automatically going to get him more production, isn't it? So that's really interesting. That's really good. So this is a pretty big question in terms of uh, what would you consider success like yourself personally it could be a you know a, a projection a season projection or you know it could just be Zach Wilson improving showing him to be the guy the, the franchise quarterback you know or and then what would the organization like consider as a success this season I think from the fans perspective um, I think a lot of them expect to be playing meaningful games in uh I mean, I would say November time, but October time would be nice, to be honest, after the past few years. Um, just to be competitive, I think it's very unfortunate that the Jets have this really young, exciting, full of potential team, and the AFC is absolutely stacked. Um, it's a very Jets timing for that to happen. But I think the playoffs for this year is realistically is a little bit out of reach. I don't think that we'll be able to do it. But to still be in the hunt and not be kind of looking at draft like mock drafts in October, like round about Halloween time would be nice. Um, so I think for the fans' perspective, uh, again, the bar is very low. <laughs> I'll be the first one to admit, but you've got to start somewhere. In terms of the organisations themselves and the players, I think um, a key one is that Zach shows massive improvement. We, I think in today's NFL, I think year two, absolutely crucial time. I think that's when you know whether the quarterback is the quarterback. And I think what complicates that a little bit more is how talented um, the next draft class is in terms of quarterbacks as well. So I think being able to see a bit more from him and knowing that we go into 2023 as, as him as our starter as him as our starting quarterback, sorry. Um, that would be a massive success because we haven't felt that in, I don't even know when the last time the Jets were so sure on a player like that. Yeah, you want to know he's the guy, don't you? Yeah. In uh, Buffalo, they sort of about sort of isolating the variable. Like if we sort the offensive line out, if we sort the wide receiver room out, you know, we give him a couple of running backs, then if, if he fails and it's on him, you know, and you've got to you've got to put that supporting cast around. I do think that's the generation the Jets are heading. So that, then you know, you know, if you can do it with these guys, then you're the guy. If you yeah. can't, then then. Yeah. But it's difficult. Rookie quarterback is is a steep learning curve for sure, um, yeah. especially in a difficult division like the AFC East. Absolutely. I mean, I've, I've, in my notes, I said, we do not want a repeat of the Darnold situation. <laughs> um, that was horrendous for like fans and Sam Darnold himself. Uh, but I don't think we have put Zach in the same situation as we did uh, Sam. I think we actually have got some talent. We've got a respectable O-line. We've got the offensive weapons and we should see a big improvement on defence. So I think he has got the tools to succeed. I don't think that can be an excuse unless we have another bad injury situation. But yeah, I think keep, you know, staying it in November time uh, and ensure that Zach is the guy. I think if if we hit those two objectives by, you know, the end of the season, I think that'll be a massive success. 
just it's not the height of the Super Bowl, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you want to see progress, don't you? You just want to see progress. Exactly. That's the main yeah. thing. Progress would be nice. I mean, obviously, it's been a rough few years for the Jets generally. Um, yeah, I think most people see that Salah and Douglas are sort of seem to be heading in the right direction. But let's suppose it didn't play out as, as perhaps you hope this season. Do you think that they're on the hot seat? Would they get, be given, given more time? And the NFL's not famous for its patience. Um, what's the sort of mood music around um, New York in terms of what they might do if this doesn't if this season doesn't show that improvement? Uh, it's a very fascinating question because on the outside the Jets you know again we only win four or five games you'd think immediately as a non-Jets fan or maybe not in the New York circle that's Douglas gone that's Salah gone I don't think it's necessarily as clean cut as that um I can totally understand that kind of view I think Douglas and Robert Salah are very popular with um the Johnsons so the owners of the Jets I think Joe Douglas on paper, again, has, has produced a much improved team. Um, but, you know, the game isn't played on paper, it's played on grass. So it's it would be a big decision, I think. I don't think it would be... So, for example, the Adam Gates firing was very much... It was very easy because everything was objectively terrible. But with Joe Douglas, it's kind of, do you stick with it and continue this even though he's continued this losing trend. Um, but you can see he's clearly building something. He's bringing you know, actual respectable players in. With Salah again, it's, 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 it's very context-dependent on how the season plays out. I think he's more likely to go out of Joe Douglas himself, which might be a bit of a hot take, <laughs> to oh, be honest. Yeah. But mm. I think Fortune is... Um, Coaching, you can see the results um, yeah. if, more if the, than you can. If the players are there and the coaching is not showing the results, then yeah, yeah I see, where, I see where you're coming from. Yeah. It is a tough one. I think right now I'd be 50-50 because obviously context matters. If, we, if it's full of injuries and it just hasn't gone to plan in terms of keeping players healthy, then I can totally see a situation where they come back next year. But if it's, again, no improvement, I can also see a situation where Again, it's time to clean the house and we come in with new coach, new GM, new quarterback. And I don't know which way. Do you want to start that path again? <laughs> I know. I know. It's kind yeah. of routine now. Well, but, the Bills uh, did it for you know, about it. 17 years. Uh, so, uh, you know, we, you we, we know how it feels. Hey, <sighs> Olivia, yeah. it's been an absolute delight having you on. Thank you so much for sharing your, your insights. And uh, we have to wait, unfortunately, all the way till what is it, uh, 6th of November before we play each other, which is weird. Normally, it feels Ooh. like we're playing the Jets, you know, very early. Usually, on the season yeah. opener. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. on the end. <laughs> but um, uh, the team, end, yeah. both teams should be somewhat settled by that point. Um, maybe for those people listening want to learn a little bit more about um, you and the, and the Jets where can they find you so we are on uh, Twitter Instagram Facebook and we are at uh, UK NY Jets and yeah we post regularly um, we do interact with um, other other fan groups we have talked to uh, other Bills fan groups as well they're always fun um, so yeah we're a friendly bunch. You've got to be. You don't have to cry. So, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Great stuff. Thanks, Thanks for so much on. for sharing time. Yep. Thank you.